What I want to talk about tonight is uh, living from desire. And I wish that Jeremy and Jared hadn't sung all of my notes, but you know, when you're in a prophetic community, you just move on. Don't get bitter, get better. <laughs> One thing I thought was, was interesting, and I believe this is a word for us, uh, from, from Jeremy's dream, uh, was it was in Mexico, right? In Mexico, van means they go. I believe that the Lord, in addition to all the other, um, right? My, my, my yeah. Spanish, right? Thank you. I already checked with the Puerto Rican. Um, <laughs> but you were looking down, so I was like, maybe I checked with the wrong Puerto Rican. Um, in addition to any other interpretations, I believe that the Lord is marking us and saying, they will go. They go. If nobody else will, they will. And I know that. Uh, and so... Um, this is exactly what my message is about. It's about obeying the Great Commission. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go. That's the, the good word. That's the gospel, as Kenny likes to say. Um, I had a prophet uh, email me the other day and say, hey, I had a dream about you. Uh, and it was bonkers. This is one of these guys that like you hear the crazy stories about like where people are getting picked up out of chairs by the Holy Spirit, by the power that's on them, pinned against walls, people that like know Jesus personally, like the crazy stuff, that's the kind of person and group that, that he walks in. And he says, I've, I've got this, I had this dream of you, and he said, you're graduating. You came up to me and you, you I had long hair. <laughs> Bald by choice. Um... <laughs> And uh, he said that you're growing in wisdom and you're, you've graduated. You were so excited because you had graduated. And I believe that that's where we're at as a community, that God is taking us from learning and getting endorsement to a place of building and doing. Because once you graduate from college, you got to get, get your rear in gear and go do something. Don't just sit on your, don't like, hey, I got a degree. That looks good on the wall. Makes me feel good about myself. No, go and do something. Um, how many of you have been feeling something big? Ding, ding, ding. Is that like approval over there? Um, how many of you have been feeling that something big and new and different is coming? Yeah, me too. And if you didn't, you weren't paying attention during worship. <laughs> Do you want to know what that is? That's desire being fulfilled. Our hope has been deferred for far too long. There's been far... Whoa, whoa. A little prophetic thing going on here. Um, we're all on the same track here. Actually, as I was editing part of my, my sermon, and I had it highlighted, then Jared starts singing about hope deferred, and I'm just like, okay. Can I at least get the microphone for a little bit before somebody preaches my whole message? Uh, your hope has been deferred long enough. Your desire is about to be fulfilled. And it's time for your tree of life to come. Proverbs 13.12 says uh, that hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. It was because Jesus desired, uh, it was because of his desire of what was on the other side of the cross that he was able to go through and endure the cross. And that was the ultimate tree of life, right? The cross was the ultimate tree of life. And the crosses you have endured uh, and the waiting... You've already endured your cross, and your waiting is done, and you're about to get the fulfillment. That's the part where you get excited. So, um, this is Jesus today walked right up to me, put his hands on my shoulders, looked me in the eye, and he said, Son, tell them that they're going to take over the world. Yeah, today. 
That's the gospel. Um, my highest goal as a human being is to stand before Jesus in the New Jerusalem, having participated in, in fulfilling Revelation 11:15, uh, which says that we, uh, what does it say, the kings of this world have become the kingdoms of our God and His Christ. I want to walk up to Jesus and say, here's the keys to this nation, here's the keys to this nation, here's, here's the, the deed to this uh, company, here's this section of, of society that I have changed. Uh, what's my next assignment? Europe, check. Okay, next. That is what I'm called to do. That's what you are called to do. And if you think you're going to accomplish much, uh, you aren't going to accomplish much, miss your calling or fall away, I'm here to tell you that Jesus has a different opinion about you. And it's contrary to what you believe because you are not going to fall away. Jesus, Jesus told me today that you're going to take over the world. So stop doubting. Get your rear in gear. God does what he pleases. Psalm 115 verse 3 says uh, that uh, God is in heaven and he does whatever he wants, right? That's how it's normally read. God's a surly guy and he's just, he'll do whatever he wants because he's stronger than everybody else, right? That's not the gospel. Um, I, when I read that, I see it saying God does what he pleases. Meaning, if it pleases him, he does it. And we're made in his image, right? God is, is not demanding that you do what you are told. He's asking you to be like Him. He's put things inside of you that the world needs, and if you don't do them, they don't happen. Not because, And He's not going to be ticked off. He'll just give them to somebody else, and they'll be the, the people that had the ten talents, and they get your one talent on top of their ten. He gave us broad instructions in, in Genesis, be fruitful, multiply, and subdue the earth. Uh, he was pretty broad. I mean, he didn't say, do it this way or do it that way. He just said, go do it. Or go into all the nations, or go into all the world and disciple the nations. Well, how do we do that? Uh, remember the first word I said? What was it? Oh, go. He wants, he, he wants us to fill in the blanks. He already put it inside of you. He doesn't care about you trying and failing. He cares about you failing to try. You avoid condemnation when you stop trying to do it right. Because if, if there, where there's no law, there's no condemnation, right? So if there's no law from God saying, you've got to do it this way, follow instructions, then he actually takes the condemnation out of obedience. And he says, be you. Be fully you. Be so fully you that the world gets turned upside down. If a perfect score was possible, he would have set up the system completely different. He's not about perfect score. He's about transformation. God's an artist. Even when he was creating all of creation, because that's what you do to creation, you create it. Um, it's the second time I've done that joke from this podium. It worked better this time. All right. When when God, as an artist, is making his his deal, he takes five days he's making things. Day six, he makes man, and what does he say? That's not good. It's not good for man to be alone. Jesus, the Maker, Holy Spirit, who hovered over the waters and created everything, said something he did wasn't good. 
meaning it can be improved. Meaning that we're, we're, we're in his image, right? So he just fixed it. And he made women. Come on. <laughs> Talk about like a good fix. <laughs> so what we've been doing in the apprenticeship, one of the, the main focuses uh, of the apprenticeship is that we let the water fall, let the winds blow. <laughs> What we do is we really focus on, uh, okay, great. You have gotten your world flipped upside down. You've done the internship. Your brain's just been exploded by Jeremy's revelation. Tracy showed you what Zerubbabel, who he is. So you've had your, your world flipped upside down. You've gotten your heart tenderized by Matthew's class on intimacy, uh, which we call that meditation. And then we, he talks about the end times, and we call that escavology. Um, so we... So you've had that. Great. So what? Now what are you going to do now? Because I've been, I've been at IHOP. I've got friends out at Bethel. I, I was actually on staff at Morningstar University. And most of these places do not actually give you a solid, what's your next step, what are you doing with your life plan. But there's a school, there's a school in Dallas that does that, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> I wish we could find it. <laughs> Oh, you direct that school. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we focus on is what's your next step? What's, what is your, what's your contribution to society? What, what, are you, what are you here for? And so we've been talking about this thing, which I call the solar system of the self. Um, give me that microphone. Kenny, come here. This is Kenneth Smith. <laughs> uh, when we were talking... When we were talking earlier, uh, Kenny had some had some thoughts that he wanted to share on specifically going through the process and how value that has been uh, for him. Okay, well, um, one of the biggest I'm trying not to share uh, like other people's because uh, they was like it's really good what they're gonna share, but <laughs> but like the um, it's really good like in just the whole process of it all because it just digs first is the desire and then it's your values then it's your passions then it's your goals then it's uh, the plan and what's really good is this a lot of people in the world don't know who they are you know they don't really know their identity and yet alone like even some Christians even actually a lot of Christians don't even like they're like well who who am I really who this and this and they're always wondering can you relate to that yeah who the heck am I anyway? <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, it, it helps you. It starts with desire. Like, what's your core desire? What do you really want? And it just helps you with, you know, then your values and your passion. It helps you. What has it done for you? you? What has it done for you? Like, that process? Well, exposed, like, who, like, just that deep, deep, deep part of me, you yeah. know? Just like like what I always wanted in life and now I see why certain things happen to me and why I do certain things and uh, through knowing that uh, I just became more of aware of who I am as a person and how God created me but the thing is you can even know that and just uh, be like um, even have dreams and desires you want to see happen through your life um, but not have a plan to that. And that's one thing it, it does, is it helps put a plan to that, you know, and go after it. Good, so, thank you. Woo! So, 
Check, check. Am I on? Okay, so this is, the, this is the solar system of self. I hope you can all see this. I'm going to do this really big. So think of desire uh, as the sun of your solar system. So there's this thing inside of you called desire. And it's going to be different for everybody. There's something inside you that is like the sun of a solar system. Uh, it, everything revolves around it. It is the central focus, uh, even though we think we're the focus of the solar system which in God's eyes we are. Um, if it wasn't for the sun, we dead. Um, Psalm 37.4 says he gives us the desires of our hearts. Now, not only does he give us what we desire, but he actually puts the desire inside of us as we uh, put our satisfaction in him. But he also satisfies it with good things. In Psalm 103, he says that. He says that uh, he... Psalm 103.5 says... With good things, is exactly what I just said. Um, <laughs> um, so, if he satisfies it with good things, what does that also imply? That it can be satisfied with not good things. So that means that the desire, that there's something in there that God put inside of you that can be satisfied in many different ways. So if you've got a desire like, uh, what's one of your core desires? What was yours, Katie? Wonder. So, as we've gone through this process, uh, Katie discovered that at the very core of her uh, self-solar system, as we call it, it's kind of a weird thing, I know, whatever, um, is wonder. And out of that wonder, everything else gets pulled in or pushed out and, and affected. You'll understand that as I keep going. But it's a spiritual endowment that the Lord injects into us at, uh, at, when we're created, whenever you think that is. Uh, it's not an emotion because it is a desire in our hearts. Remember, you've, you've probably read a verse that he fulfills the desires of our hearts. It's like, well, if it's a desire of the heart or the desires in your heart, then it's not actually an emotion. It's something that's deeper than an emotion. It's, it's the seminal, uh, primal seed uh, that pulls things toward it and exudes an, uh, an atmosphere of virtues out of it. Uh, Crystal, come on up here. Yay, Crystal! Uh, talk about that. Oh, so when we did this and we figured out my desire, as soon as we said it, it just clicked inside of me. There was something that just resonated with my spirit and I knew this is it. Everything, all my goals and dreams, everything that I've ever wanted clicked with that ultimate desire inside of me, knowing that I really want to help other people, like empower other people to know what their purpose is and to be awakened back. So, can you tell them what your uh, your desire and what were the two values that came yes. out? Yes, my values are really cool. They're <laughs> kind of complicated, but they're really, really cool. So, my ultimate desire is the word that we picked was reawakening. So, to help like empower people to know their purpose, so they're reborn, basically. Then my values, one of them is destiny designer, so I'm helping design my own destiny and other people's, and encounter engineer, so I'm helping engineer encounters for people, and I love it. Cool. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And seriously, when we were, when we were doing this, thank you, Crystal, um, when we were doing this, and like I wrote those things on the board, it was like everybody went, oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, because like, you could feel the Lord was like, that is it. That's who she is. And she could feel it. I remember Ariel going, oh, <laughs> that's a good encounter right there. 
So out of your place of desire, where, where there's this thing, whether it's wonder or it's, uh, what was yours again? You just said it. Reawakening. Whatever that is, it pulls things towards it like a sun does. It's got, it's got gravity. And that, that gravity that, that creates an orbit for, for planets is what we called our values. So this is your orbit. And different planets have different, uh, different poles. And sometimes uh, if you have multiple uh, planets in a, in a system, they're going to sometimes be more oblong. And so there's going to be times in your life when uh, things are more closer to your desire. And sometimes they're kind of on, on the fringe. Okay? Guys tracking with this? Is this cool? Okay. So the value is this, the atmosphere of the orbit around your stellar desire. It's the effect of the spiritual desire on the human soul. It, it's what makes your heart come, come alive. Uh, it's not as specific as a passion. It's more nebulous, and it's actually more epic. Like, a destiny designer. Like, what does that mean? I don't know, but that is truth. <laughs> um, the atmosphere or context in which we function most effectively, that's, that's that value. You, your desire actually produces this value system. Uh, Katie, come up here. Talk about that line. Yeah, remember? Remember what okay. you said? Remember? Good? Um, so one of the craziest things that I've realized just going through this whole process was just how much um, the world and the enemy have really tried to attack that core desire of who I am. And like you said, it's wonder. So I constantly want to like be amazed by people, be amazed by everything around me. It's probably why I smile so much. I'm just thinking everything is awesome all the time. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, the crazy thing was when I looked back over my life, the almost all of the lies, all of the disappointments and the pain centered on this message that, Katie, nothing inside of you is inspiring and nothing you do is inspiring. So when I realized how just viciously the enemy has tried to attack and shut down that desire, it was really in that moment that I went from being a victim to being a warrior. Because when you realize what the enemy is trying to steal from you, you finally know what it is you want to protect, what it is you really need to pursue. Uh, so yeah, I just encourage all of you guys to figure out what is it, <laughs> um, what, is, what, is it <laughs> what is it that the enemy has been trying your whole life to shut down and steal? Um, because that's the glory, that's the glory on earth, that's... That's part of heaven. Good. Thank you. So, so cool. A, a, a sun has, has gravitational pull. So what? If it doesn't actually pull in something and hold it in orbit, then it's just kind of a, like, a force of nature. But it's just gas, and that's not good. <laughs> Ashley. Chuck. But the passion, your passion in, in this, this solar system are, is this planet, or these planets that are orbiting. So you got your desire, you got your value. That's a V, which looks like a, let's just try that again. <laughs> value. value. And then you've got your actual passion. Now this is something that's way more concrete. It's something that, that you're like, out of a place of, 
I have a value for this. I have a passion specifically for this. It's more concrete. It's very specific. Uh, a, a passion without a value or desire is just a dead planet. If, imagine if all of a sudden the sun stopped existing and we're just like, Earth. We're like, uh, we're not spinning anymore. It's really cold on this side of the planet. We're dead. Um, <laughs> Passions uh, can have varying degrees of importance in seasons. Like I was saying, sometimes uh, the destiny designer might be really close and really important. Sometimes it might be further away, depending on what your, uh, your season is in. Ariel, come on up. Uh, the starting point... Uh, the starting point to recognizing an internal, uh, or sorry, the starting point to recognizing this is uh, it's an internal uh, and an external expression. So, like, you almost have two planets on on each uh, deal, where you have a passion that expresses it outwardly, and and sometimes it expresses it inwardly. Ariel, talk. You saw what you need to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember seeing that. <laughs> but, um, it just says it's okay to dream. Yeah, it's okay to dream. Remember yeah, about that. it's okay to dream. I think just like Katie said, things get shut down in us, and because of it, we are just kind of floating through life. We don't have goals or plans because we don't know what we really desire. So, um, like Vince is so good at pulling these things out of us, almost like catapulting us into our life. And so, hey, it's okay to dream. <laughs> it's okay to enjoy things. Yeah. Talk about the the thing we were talking about back there earlier. I think that's what you said. Be specific. Uh, what did I say? Um, I think a lot of times we don't even realize what we want. We don't even realize what we have inside of us. But it's cool because being in there, just starting to have things being pulled out of me, I start realizing things inside me that I want and things that I'm scared of even. Because he was mentioning worship. and. It was something I didn't mention today as far as goals because I was like, mm, that's not something I'm good enough for. I can do. And today, like after things being pulled out of us, I'm just like, wait, I, I do want to do that. That is a part of my DNA. That is a part of who I am. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Th three, three days ago, what's today? Yeah, three days ago, Ariel's like racking her brain like, what do I want to do with my life? What, what are my goals? And now we've got, what do you have, 10 or 11 like, things you want to accomplish in life? And I'm telling you, if she did just one of these, we'd be like, that chick just changed the world. <laughs> but she's got like 10 of them. <laughs> so it's awesome. Thank you. Anything else you want to say? Maybe soon. So then, great, you've got, you've got a passion. But putting legs on it, like really making it real, uh, like Sasha said uh, a few weeks ago, she's talking about the you got the 18-inch journey from you got mental information to heart revelation, but then you've actually got to get that four-foot journey down to your feet. We're actually doing something. That's what we've been doing, especially this week, is finding that 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 race of of beings on your passion that bring life to that passion. So great, you have a passion. So what? Where's the life on it? Well, where is it going? What are you going to accomplish with it? And that's what your goals are. So we've been uh, doing that. It's been really fun. 
Um, this is the part where the past and the present actually meet the future because you've, you've got all these things you've gone through and learned, gone through, it's created wisdom in you, you're currently in a certain place, okay, what's in the future? And literally, I mean, we took, what was it, two hours the other day and then two hours today and we just talked about uh, what's inside of you, like dream, go big, like think of, okay, that's a cool little, that's cute, make it bigger, like bigger like Kenny was like well Kenny was really big Kenny was like I want to I want to save 4.1 billion people I was like that's a good goal I believe it too how, how are we going to do that <laughs> that that's the the goal making it more practical and uh, the plan makes it even more practical but this is uh, this is where self begins to dream and and you take these, these uh, desires and the values and the passions and they actually find out how's it going to affect the world. What are you going to do with your life? Uh, Crystal, come back up. So what we, what we actually, what I asked him, I said, what if you were Bill Gates' favorite cousin and uh, he wanted to just give you all the resources you needed to do whatever you want to do and you've got personnel and everything. Uh, <laughs> Sandin, give it to Sandin in Jesus' name. What, what would you do with it? And it, it's actually a hard question to answer because, like, what if you didn't have limitations? We're so used to limitations that we're like, uh, without them, you don't know what to do. Um, I'm going to let you look at what I'm trying to have you say next <laughs> while, I, while I keep talking. Um, did you know that when, when they train elephants in the circus as babies, they, they, they have really thick chains around them so they can't pull away from something? And as they get older, they just use a rope to where an elephant could easily just... Dunk, but they're so used to that bondage and knowing that you can, they can't go past a certain point that they don't even try anymore. That's what's happened to our minds because we think that we're, we don't actually have a God who has, or a father who owns a cattle on a thousand hill who will actually put a desire in us that he wants to fulfill. Yeah. So don't be an elephant. I don't want to be an elephant. So <laughs> the Lord, it's kind of crazy because before we started doing this, the Lord had been saying to me, you're dreaming big, but you're not dreaming big right now. So I need you to dream like if something happened tomorrow, what would you do tomorrow? <laughs> if I gave the, all of this, if I opened all these doors, what is it that you're going to do? So when we started doing this, that was another reason. It was so impactful. Like, okay, this is reality. This really could happen tomorrow. And it's really cool to dream bigger and not to be stuck in a box. I think I've always boxed myself into administrative stuff. Like, that's what I'm good at. That's what I've done for so long. But... There's so much more, you know? And there's more to each and every one of us. So. And what happened? So, yesterday, <laughs> I was telling my roommate about some of the other dreams that, and some of the other goals that I want. And she, uh, she's like, what about your ranch? Because I have this huge dream, I've had it for years, of having a ranch and taking in women that are just homeless or women and their children that need help. And she's known about that for a long time. And she said, so is that still like something you're passionate about? And I was like, yeah, that's it. That's number two. <laughs> I want to have a family and then have the ranch. That's definitely it. But these are just other things I want to do. And she's like, well, I have some land in Chico, Texas. I could just give it to you. 
And I was like, what? <laughs> who and she who said, gets yeah. that kind of thing? You know, like, you know, <laughs> does anybody else just have people just walk up to them and be like, I'd like to deed over a bunch of acres That's to you? That's what she said. I'll just deed it over to you so you can start your ranch. <laughs> Yeah. So we all have similar solar systems, but different passions come out. Yeah. So one of the things, thank you for reading that off of my. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really give you much to go on, did I? (laughs) All right. Thank you. Um, So. One of the things that, that Crystal kept pointing out as we were going through everybody's uh, what things what's important to them and figuring out their desire, value, passions, goals, plan, was everybody seemed to have like basically the same thing, but it expressed itself differently. So, you getting what what you're supposed to do? <laughs> um, and it's really true because there is something just innate in us that we go. We all are kind of made in God's image, but we're, it's supposed to be a little bit different for each one of us. So the next step that we're going to go over in the next uh, month or so is taking it from just having goals to actually a plan. Because even if you have great goals and you're like, I'm going to accomplish 10 epic things in my lifetime, but you don't actually like have a schedule or a budget or a to-do list, nothing's going to happen. Nothing at all will happen. Um, and if you don't pray... Thank you. <laughs> now it's an approved. You got something? Yeah. Now it's an approved message. Okay. Now this time I knew what I was going um, to say. Stay up here. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, I was just the Lord brought to just my, my just in my heart, man. Is this? Is you ever read? You ever read? <laughs> you ever read the verse where it says that? Um, faith without works is dead and it's like the same thing with our goals and the plan you know and the dreams of our heart is like you have to put like some action like some people are like yeah man I'm believing to do this but they're not doing anything about it and this is what it's helping us do is to get you started to do something about it but also what the Lord was showing is this a lot of people have actions without faith and I talk to some like if you know me I talk to people all the time and it's like one of the predominant things that people like like I, I notice a lot of people do is this is like yeah Kenny well you know brother I'm just trying I'm, I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying you know I'm like man where the where your faith at so I just want to encourage the whole like body of Christ I just want to encourage like you know the God you serve like you serve God before I knew God I was like God if you are real if you're really real dude I know you can do anything like anything and dude now I know God man and he can do anything and he's your God you know yeah that's good Proverbs 16 9 says man makes a plan but God directs his steps if you don't make a plan what can God not do direct your steps so you gotta make you gotta make a plan there are some great examples in our church family of people who are living from desire. Um, and I want to tell you about them, because I like them all. Uh, the, there's, a, there's a crew of people, uh, Jared and Joy and May, that are making a uh, wellness center. It's awesome. I've, I've, got the, I've looked at the business plan. It's incredible. You should all give them money. Uh, <laughs> Sasha, you guys have heard, heard about what Sasha's doing with, with Bold? Uh, you should give her money, too. 
Jeremy with his CD, you should give him money. <laughs> the Cottons who have already moved, the, they finished the apprenticeship and they moved to France. I mean, that's, I mean, that's for real right there. Like, see ya. Uh, Yaku is starting the, the, the worship school here out of a desire for worship. I mean, and I could go on and on. I'm sure that there's people in here that have, have other things. What? Stokes. Oh, Becca Stokes. She's like, she's like flipping Asia upside down, like biblical style. It's awesome. Um, and so what I want to say is if you are not actively going after a dream right now, support someone who does. For real. Um, because those who stay with the baggage, 1 Samuel 30, 24, uh, they go to a war and a bunch of people stay back and they like have all this booty that they bring in. That's treasure. <laughs> and they... And, and it says in the King James Bible, which if it's good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me, it says, we will divide the booty evenly. <laughs> Those who stayed with the baggage get, the, get an even reward. All you, got, all you have to do is find someone who's going after a dream and hand them a $100 bill and you get a reward. That, that's easy. All you got to do is keep going to work and keep giving $100 bills. That's so easy. And you still get the reward of what they do. And in the age to come, when the Lord comes back, and they're, they're like, hey, I have uh, taken over the business. Uh, I've reset business in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, here's the keys to that, Lord. He's like, uh, but you had help, didn't you? Oh, yes, of course I had help. Uh, this person gave me $20. Awesome. Then they get the same reward as you. Well, that ain't fair. I don't care what you think is fair. That's how it works. So, Valentine, come up here. So, I want, I have, as you can tell, I have a serious passion about this. I want every single person in our uh, community, in our uh, family of faith here, to go after their dreams. Go, go after something. Do something. Uh, and if you can't do something, find someone who is doing something and just give them money. Uh, and Val and I have a similar heart for this, but Val is actually coming on staff. He's helping uh, both Jeremy and me uh, with EJS to expand because he's seen like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Why are there only five people in, in the seats? It's like a tithe right now of what it should be on the, on the low end. And so um, you want to share your heart on, on all of that? Uh, yeah, in sure. just a minute. And so he's coming on to do that. But also, he and I are going to really try to partner with people who want to uh, take a business idea, take a crazy creative idea, and make it happen. Yeah. Because most of you are going, oh man, that's so awesome for the apprentices. <laughs> but I'm saying that's really awesome for you, and we want to help you. And so Val and I are going to do that. So why don't you just share your heart? I might have already shared your heart, but share it again. Okay. Yeah. Um... God has really put a, a passion in my heart to see not only um, EJS, the school, grow, but also Haas grow as a whole. Um, I started coming here a couple of years ago, and uh, just now when I look back and think about the condition of my heart and the condition of my spirit and where I was at two years ago, <clears throat> And now it's, it's just incredible to see the transformation in that short amount of time that came from 
the incredible presence of God that's in this place. It came from the, the love of community and family that's in here. And we need to bring the people that are out there in so that they can receive that. And they can encounter Jesus the same way that I have. So that's what we're going to do. Thank you, Bob. Um, Megan, can you put my email address up there? Thank you, Val. All right, Val is going to be the EJS Director of Expansion. I like that. Um, so that's what we're going after, but we want you to, we want your dreams to come alive too, because we've got so many, like, for real, this community is chock full of people with incredible destiny. Um, and we're going to use some things. Uh, I helped uh, start, not start, but I was in the, the founding of this uh, organization in, in uh, North Carolina uh, where we took some of the principles that we're using in the apprenticeship and that Val and I are going to use to help launch these things where I just want just a few things that people came out of. There's a girl who, who did this program and she's now the number one salesman in the world in her, in her business that she works for. She's the number three in all of uh, number th no number three in the world, number one in the United States, and she's 22. Yeah. Isn't that crazy. Uh, one of them became uh, out of after going after starting to go after her passion. She's now a photographer in uh, New York City. Another one is uh, pursuing a music career in Nashville. Another one is teaching overseas. Uh, she just had a passion for that. Another one took a Chicago company from barely making it to now having to contract out jobs because they have too much. They, they need to just hire more people. Like hand over fist, things going crazy. Uh, and many others I can't even remember. The reality is that only 3% of Christians are called to church ministry and everybody else is called to be in the world. So that means that in this room, maybe six maybe six of us in this room are actually called to the church. And that's okay. But we're, that just means that, I mean, I know we got a lot more than that in this church. That just means our church is too small right now. It needs to grow <laughs> to catch up with how anointed we are. But you, according to Deuteronomy 28.13, you are the head and not the tail. That means that you are supposed to be a leader, not a lemming. You are supposed to, if you're an employee right now, your calling within the next six months is to be a manager, an owner, or a business owner. Take over the world. We are uniquely gifted, impassioned, and planted in a place to encounter the culture. That is our job.